please stand with us and sing. Come the fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Come thou fount of every blessing, tune my heart to sing thy grace. Streams of mercy never ceasing, call for songs of loudest praise. Teach me some melodious sonnet, sung by flaming tongues above. Praise the mount I'm fixed upon it, mount of thy redeeming love. Here I raise my To grace, how great a debtor daily I'm constrained to be. Let that goodness, like a fetter, bind my wandering heart to thee. Prone to wander, Lord, I feel it. Prone to leave the God I love. Here's my heart, oh, take and seal it. Seal it for thy courts above. Amen and good morning. Welcome to worship, kids and adults and everybody online. It is wonderful to have all of you here this morning. And before we begin, let us begin with the peace of Christ. The peace of Christ be with you all. And let us take a moment to greet one another. Good morning, kids. You guys look great. You look so awesome. I love all these costumes. And let us gather in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning and we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we gather today on this Reformation Sunday, on this Halloween Sunday, on this New Member Sunday. We turn our hearts and our minds towards you. Fill us with your Holy Spirit. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. All right, kiddos, you look amazing absolutely amazing i am loving all of these costumes are you guys a little bit excited that it's halloween uh, a little bit what was that 
You're way too excited. Yes, I believe it. You are excited. Who is not excited for Halloween? It's such a fun time. Now, I have a, this is not my real Halloween costume. My Halloween costume, I decided not to wear to church, but I've got, it, it would not really fit over my robe, although it would be kind of funny. However, it's an inflatable, me riding an inflatable dinosaur, in case you are wondering. But I'm just, I decided that wasn't going to work with the rope. So instead, I brought somebody else along. I brought this costume. It's a much more boring costume. This costume right here. Does anybody know who this costume is right here? Any guesses, Taylor? Some old guy from the past. You are correct. Joseph, that's another good guess. That's a good guess. Not Christopher Columbus, no. Any other guesses? Well, I, what, what do you think there, Ben? George Washington. You guys are coming up with all sorts of wonderful guesses. Nope, this guy is named Martin Luther. Not to be confused with Martin Luther King Jr., who actually got his name from Martin Luther, but Martin Luther, who lived 500 years ago. He was a pastor. Did you know that? He was a pastor, and he was actually a priest in the Catholic Church, and there was only one church at the time, and he was a priest in the church, and then he saw that there were some things that weren't right in the church, and he wanted to change them. So he led what was called the Reformation, which helped the church to get back to some of the things that it needed to do to help the church to remember what's most important, and what's most important is following Jesus. And the most important thing about following Jesus is what we're going to learn about today. So we've got Martin Luther here to teach us something, and we have to learn the most important lessons in the church. Are your ears wide open right now? Okay, Martin Luther is going to teach us the most important lessons that exist in the church, and these lessons come straight from Jesus. The first most important lesson, any guesses what it is? Yes. But very good. Believe in God. It's love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. That's a lot of love, isn't it? That's a real lot of love, don't you? With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Any guesses what the second greatest lesson is? Oh, you are right. You are right on the right track. You said be kind. And the second lesson is to love your neighbor as yourself. And that means being kind to them. That means helping them. And a neighbor doesn't mean just whoever's next to you or whoever lives next door. It means anybody. That's what Jesus taught us. But today, with our costumes, we're going to do an exercise. So everybody stand up. Mandalorian, you got to stand up too. Right? You're a Did I get that right? Okay. Here we are. So we have to learn this very important lesson. And the first important lesson is to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. So we're going to do that. So first, let's let you, with your costumes, even the Mandalorian, which looks very serious over there, has to do this because it's the most important lesson. Huh, are you Ray? Uh-oh, isn't that, aren't those all from the same thing? Okay, I don't know my Star Wars very well. Okay, so we have to learn to love the Lord our God with all of our heart. Point to your heart. With all your soul, go like this, because the soul is like everything. With all your soul, with all your mind, point to where your mind is. And with all your strength, 
Okay, now they're the singers. I'm not a very good singer, but we're going to try to sing a little bit of a song here together. And you guys are going to need to help me out because I told you I'm not a very good singer. And we're going to learn this. We're going to learn to love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Can you do that and sing that with me? Okay, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Let's do it one more time. Adults, you can do it too. It's okay. It's actually a really good thing to learn. And sometimes when we do the hand motions, we learn it even better. Okay? Love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. Oh, I love it. That is the lesson. That is the number one most important thing that we need to remember. And so we are going to remember that, and then the second one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. You guys look amazing. I hope you have a super fun, super safe day. And now let's gather in a circle, kind of. A blob? A Halloween blob. Let's gather in a Halloween blob and say a prayer. Okay, Halloween blob time. In case anybody wonders, even the Mandalorian prays so we can pray too. Okay, let's pray. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning and we give you thanks. We thank you for teaching us the important lesson to love you and to love one another. We thank you, Lord, for all of your lessons that you teach us. Pour your Holy Spirit upon us as we worship you today. Through Christ our Lord we pray. Amen. And you can go off to Sunday school. Go, my children, with my blessing never alone. Waking, sleeping, I am with you. Children, with my blessing, you are my own. And now, friends, it's time for announcements. So anybody who has any announcements can come forward at this time. Love it. This is the way. Uh, okay, so in our series of introducing um, and talking about the different uh, teams and ministries that we have uh, here in our congregation, um, befitting for this morning, uh, I'm here to talk to you about the new member ministry. And basically what, what that is, is for every new member class, um, so to speak, that, that group, um, there are going to be four to five uh, members that, uh, you know, veteran members that are basically going to be a resource, a, um, you know, a welcoming face, checking in with things, making sure that, you know, different events, um, you know, are communicated, that, you know, point of contact. I remember when I was a first-time member here in this congregation, and there were a few in the congregation that took special um, note and special uh care, so to speak, and uh, that drew us in even further, really got us into choir, into 
you know, doing the various activities, but we didn't know what we didn't know. And there were a few um, special occasions even throughout the year um, that we weren't used to in our previous traditions. So how are you supposed to know what you don't know? That's the new member ministry. So uh, in coming months, obviously, there's uh, going to be more opportunities for this round. Uh, my wife, Elena, um, dressed so wonderfully in the back, <laughs> um, wearing her costume this morning, and myself, uh, Tim Schlegel, as well as, I believe, Debbie Williams for this, uh, you know, uh, group. Um, so if you have any questions, new members this morning, um, if you have any questions, if you wonder about a certain event that's going on, um, our email and uh, phone numbers will be available that you can ask any question. No question is uh, off the table, and uh, it's actually something near and dear to my heart because of my experience. There was just a few things. Man, I wish I would have known how cool Maundy Thursday is. Never had that before. So just those kind of things, you know, that specific to this wonderful congregation and all the things that go on, the many things. Like here. <laughs> That's it. Good morning. So for many years, people have told me that I'm just a big turkey, so I figured I'd live up to that today. Um, but anyways, obviously, as I'm sure you probably guessed, the reason that we are here is to talk about the meat raffle. But today is a very important day because if you would like to take part in the meat raffle, today is the absolute last day that you can buy your tickets. Um, so there's two ways that you can buy your tickets, as you probably know by now. If you'd like to purchase them in person, you can do so during coffee hour. I'll be easy to find um, at one of the tables. Uh, you can also purchase your tickets online, online at zionuccton.com slash meet. Again, today is the last day. After today, you have waited too long and there's three packages that you excuse me three packages that you can choose from that go from 85 to 45 to 20. Uh, we do hope that everyone will have an opportunity to support and enjoy the event and thank you so much morning so uh, food pantry time again i mean every day is food pantry day um, especially it kicks into high gear when you get to this time of year it's very very well received by um our friends in the area, um, everyone isn't necessarily from this church, um, so anybody that we can help to feed, we really appreciate that. Um, we really did a thorough count yesterday, and it's starting to get a little scant, so um, we've reintroduced before what we had before COVID was on little sticky notes that are this big. They only have two or three things on them. So instead of, if you want to help out with the food pantry, instead of having to go get a massive amount of things, you can just pick off one or two of those and just get like, you know, a few cans of soup and a box of cereal, that kind of thing. So just grab a sticky note and just include it with your grocery order. And then it's not a big burden to anyone, but it really helps out our local people. So I appreciate all the support and thank you so much. Thank you so much. And now, friends, let us pray. Holy and loving God, we come together today and we light this candle of peace. We light this candle and we ask that you help us, Lord, to be instruments of your peace. Bless us so that we may be your hands and your feet sowing peace in this world. So that one day, Lord, there may be peace on earth. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen.
Lord, prepare me to be a sanctuary, pure and holy, tried and true, with thanksgiving, I'll be a living sanctuary. Good morning, and please join me in our Reformation Litany. Since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight and the sin that clings so closely, and let us run with perseverance the race that is set before us, looking to Jesus, the pioneer and perfecter of our faith. that we may celebrate the witness of our forefathers and foremothers. Teach us how to honor the saints of God in ages past as well as in our present days. Foot of the 
I trade these ashes in for beauty and wear forgiveness like a crown coming to kiss the feet of mercy I lay every burden down at the foot of the cross I lay Amen. And now you can open up your pew Bibles to the book of Ruth. We are going to start with the book of Ruth, the first chapter. And so you can open up. We will read the first 18 verses. And if you are ready to hear the word of the Lord, will you please say amen? Amen. Starting with verse 1. In the days when the judges ruled, there was a famine in the land, and a certain man of Bethlehem and Judah went to live in the country of Moab, he and his wife and their two sons. And the name of the man was Elimelech, and the name of his wife was Naomi. And the names of the two sons were Mahlon and Chilion, and they were Ephrathites from Bethlehem in Judah. And they went into the country of Moab and remained there. But Elimelech, the husband of Naomi, died, and she was left with her two sons. And these took Moabite wives. The name of one was Orpah, and the name of the other, Ruth. And when they had lived there about ten years, both Mahlon and Chilion also died, so that the woman was left without her two sons and her husband. And then she started to return with her daughters-in-law from the country of Moab, for she had heard in the country of Moab that the Lord had considered his people and given them food. And so she set out from the place where she had been living, and she and her two daughters-in-law, and they went on their way to go back to the land of of Judah. But Naomi said to her two daughters-in-law, go back, each of you, to your mother's house. May the Lord deal kindly with you as you have dealt with the dead and with me. The Lord grant that you may find security, each of you, in the house of your husband. And then she kissed them and wept aloud. And they said to her, no, we will return with you to your people. But Naomi said, turn back, my daughters. Why will you go with me? Do I still have sons in my womb that they may become your husbands? Turn back, my daughters. Go your way, for I am too old to have a husband. Even if I thought that there was hope for me, even if I should have a husband tonight and bear sons, would you then wait until they were grown? Would you then refrain from marrying? No, my daughters. It has been far more bitter for me than for you because the hand of the Lord has turned against me. And then they wept aloud again, and Orpah kissed her mother-in-law, but Ruth clung to her. And so she said, see, your sister-in-law has gone back to her people and to her gods. Return after your sister-in-law. But Ruth said, do not press me to leave you or to turn back from following you. Where you go, I will go. Where you lodge, I will lodge. Your people shall be my people and your God my God. Where you die, I will die. There I will be buried. May the Lord do thus and so to me and more as well, if even death parts me from you. And when Naomi saw that she was determined to go with her, she said no more 
to her. And now, friends, flip to the Gospel of Mark, the 12th chapter. We are going to read from the 12th chapter, verses 28 through 34. Starting with verse 28. One of the scribes came near and heard them disputing with one another. And seeing that Jesus had answered them well, he asked him, which commandment is the first of all? And Jesus answered, the first is, hear, O Israel, the Lord your God, the Lord is one. You shall love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind and with all your strength. And the second is this, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. And then the scribe said to him, you are right, teacher. You have truly said he is one, and besides him there is no other. And to love him with all the heart and with all the understanding and with all the strength and to love one neighbor as oneself, this is much more important than the whole burnt offerings and sacrifices. And when Jesus saw that he answered wisely, he said to him, you are not far from the kingdom of God. After that, no one dared to ask him any questions. The word of God for the people of God. Thanks be to God. Sister, I to me 
I think that was a little amen back there from little James, yeah. Let's join in a moment of prayer. Holy and loving God, we turn to you this morning. And Lord, we ask that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your spirit and your power as we worship you today. Through Christ our Lord, we pray. Amen. Okay, friends, so we just started reading from a book that is named after a woman. And what do I tell you to do whenever a woman is mentioned in the Bible? Pay attention. You guys are so good. Pay attention. She's either really good or really bad. In this case, really good. She's quite a good example. And this woman also has a whole entire book in the Bible named after her. So I think that means we better pay pretty good attention. What do you think? Pay pretty good attention? Okay, so we're going to talk about this story right now. Now, I can't tell you the whole entire story because the truth is that Ruth actually stays in the lectionary for a couple of weeks, so I don't want to tell you the whole entire story, but you're going to get the beginning of the story of the book of Ruth. And the beginning of the story of the book of Ruth starts not really talking about Ruth, but talking about her mother-in-law. Anybody remember her mother-in-law's name? Naomi. Oh, and Naomi went through the worst heartbreak that someone could go through. First, she lost her husband, and then as if that wasn't enough, she lost both of her children, her two adult sons. The pain that Naomi must have felt is something that none of us ever want to experience. The pain that Naomi must have felt must have been absolutely life shattering. And so the story starts with telling us about Naomi and and Naomi who is heartbroken, Naomi whose life fell apart. But as her life fell apart, as she lost both her husband and then her two sons, she was left with only two people in her life. And those two people in her life were her daughters-in-law, Orpah and Ruth. And we meet these two daughters-in-law who seem to love Naomi. They seem to have a mutual love and affection for one another. But the thing is that Naomi loves her daughters-in-law so much that even though her whole entire life has fallen apart, she looks at her daughters-in-law and she looks at their future. And she sees that if her daughters-in-law stay with her, they will likely have no future because this is a th- more than a thousand years before Jesus yeah, came to live among us in human forms. This is more than a thousand years before, yeah, before Jesus. And so Naomi, she saw that she no longer had a husband. She no longer had any sons. And so the prospects that Naomi had in life were very slim. And so if her daughters stayed with her, then their prospects would be basically nothing. And so she tells her daughters-in-law, out of love, she says, you need to go home. She goes, go home to your families. 
Go home to your parents. Go home to the places where you were born. Go home and hopefully you will be able to find a new husband. Hopefully you will be able to find someone who will marry you and you'll be able to have children and hopefully you can go and build a new life for yourselves. Naomi says this out of her love for her daughters-in-law and Orpah, she leaves and she goes home. She's, she is, you know, crying and terribly going to miss Naomi and Ruth, but she hugs them and then she goes home because she knows that is the safest option. But I love this part. Ruth, Ruth doesn't go home. Ruth, it says, clings to Naomi. Now, Ruth, actually, I'm going to do a little spoiler alert. Ruth is actually an ancestor of Jesus. She is actually the grandmother of King David. I probably shouldn't tell you that. That's really a little bit of a spoiler alert for something I want to tell you maybe next week. However, she happens to become the grandmother of King David. That's totally spoiling the whole entire story, though. So I wasn't supposed to tell you that. I wasn't supposed to tell you the good ending that comes out of this. But Ruth, she knows that she has very few prospects. But she also knows that if she is to leave her mother-in-law, Naomi, alone, that Naomi has, has very few chances of being able to build a life for herself. And so Ruth, she loves Naomi, and she's just unable to leave Naomi's side. Now, some people kind of debate over why it is that Naomi didn't, or that Ruth didn't want to leave Naomi. Maybe Ruth loved Naomi more than she loved her own parents. That happens sometimes. Maybe uh, Ruth didn't come from a very good family. I mean, that happens sometimes, and maybe she wanted to stay with with Naomi. Maybe there was a little bit of selfish interest there, but that's not what I think happened. What I think happened was I think that Ruth looked at Naomi. Ruth saw Naomi heartbroken, and Ruth couldn't leave her alone. Ruth looked at Naomi, and she saw that she had been devastated in the worst kind of ways. She saw that pain that she was carrying, and she saw that she was going to be stuck wandering around trying to somehow find, have, find somebody that would show mercy on her. And so Ruth refused to abandon Naomi. She refused to leave her mother-in-law. Yes, she could have gone home to the comfort of her own family. Yes, she could have gone home, and she was young enough, and she had not had children yet. Yes, she could probably find another husband and build another, another life for her, but she just could not leave Naomi's side because she had a responsibility. She wanted to love Naomi. She didn't want to leave her alone. Have you ever been with somebody who's mourning, been with somebody who is completely heartbroken, and you just don't want to leave their side? Have you been in that situation? I, I hate to imagine, but I know it's probably true for a lot of us, when somebody is so heartbroken that you don't even want to leave. I think that was the situation. I think that Ruth just couldn't fathom to leave leave Naomi all alone because she was so heartbroken and she was so devastated. So Ruth took a chance and she put Naomi's well-being above her own in order to stay with Naomi, in order to care for Naomi, and in order to just have faith and trust in God that everything would be okay. Now we're going to fast forward 1100 years. If we fast forward 1100 years, then we meet who? Jesus. If we fast forward 1,100 years from the story of Ruth and Naomi, we find ourselves with Jesus. 
And when we find ourselves with Jesus in the lesson that we just read from today, Jesus sums up all of the commandments. He sums up all of the laws of Moses. He sums up absolutely everything. When a scribe comes to him secretly, not with all the other scribes, but a scribe comes to him secretly and asks him genuinely, Jesus, what is the greatest commandment? Tell me what the greatest commandment is. And Jesus answers him honestly because this scribe comes to him with a good heart, not with the whole cohort of scribes when they come to like try to get Jesus into trouble, which they did sometimes. But the scribe came to Jesus, and the scribe asked Jesus, what's the greatest commandment? What's the most important thing out of all of the law of Moses? And Jesus answers, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind, and with all your strength. I love that. Love the Lord your God with all of your being. We need to do that, by the way. We need to love the Lord our God with all of our being. We don't just love the Lord our God by coming and sitting in pews. That's not all that we do. We come and we love the Lord our God with all of our being, with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and with all of our strength. We're supposed to pour everything that we do into our love for God. So that's number one. And then Jesus says the other one is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. Now let's go back again to the story of Ruth and Naomi. When Ruth puts the well-being of Naomi in front of her own well-being, when she chooses to take a risk to stay with Naomi in a chance that maybe they can build some kind of life together as two widows, one wandering off into the wilderness, which did not have a great you know, future for the two of them, when she chose to stay with her mother-in-law, Naomi, and to care for Naomi, do you realize what she was doing? She was loving her neighbor as herself. She was loving Naomi the same way that she would want someone to love her if she was in that devastated position. She put her love into Naomi, and she decided to care for Naomi even more than she was caring for herself. But that's also not all that Ruth did. What is it that Ruth said to Naomi? She said, your home's going to be my home. And she also said, your God is my God. She could have gone home to her family, and then they had different familial gods in Moab. But what she said, Ruth said, she goes to Naomi, your God is my God. So Ruth, who ends up becoming the ancestor of David, and then eventually the ancestor of Jesus, which is a pretty big deal. She's going to end up being a pretty important person in history. But anyways, Ruth, she doesn't even know what Jesus is going to say yet. Jesus ha occurs uh, 1,100 years after Ruth, and yet she understands that message already. She understands the message of love. She understands that when we love our God with all of our heart, soul, mind, and strength, sometimes that we, means we just put our trust in God's hands. Have you ever had to do that? Take a leap of faith and you just put your trust in God? Yeah, maybe the future doesn't look too good, but you just take a leap. That's exactly what she does because she, she loves God so much. She just takes that leap of faith. But then she also loves her neighbor so much. She loves her mother-in-law so much. How many of us would do this for our mothers-in-law? Oh, we got a hand over there. Good. You know, she loves her mother-in-law so much that she risks her own livelihood and her own well-being in order to care 
for her mother-in-law. And I love this story because Ruth is teaching us what it means to follow this lesson that Jesus shares with us, even though she comes 1,100 years earlier. Now, I'm going to talk to you just a little bit about the book of Ruth here. I love this quote, just to kind of tell you a little bit more about the book of Ruth. This comes from an Old Testament scholar named Dr. Dr. Catherine Sakenfeld. And she says about the story of Ruth that the story moves from brokenness to wholeness, from death to life, from hunger to food in abundance, from anxiety to security, from exclusion to inclusion, from barrenness to birthing, from bitterness to rejoicing. Now I love how Ruth shows us what it means to to love our neighbor. She takes a risk in order to put someone else's well-being in front of her own. Now let's think about the lesson of Jesus. Jesus tells us that we need to love the Lord our God with all of our heart, with all of our soul, with all of our mind, and with all of our strength, and that we need to love our neighbor as ourselves. Now I have another quote for you. You want to show this to to us? So this other quote that I have is actually one that Troy, who's teaching our confirmands, shared yesterday, and it says, I am fully convinced that the greatest thing you can do for someone, the most Jesus-like, most God-honoring thing, is to err on the side of loving them. I saw this yesterday, and it just kind of moved me as I was thinking about what it means to love one another. And I started to think, if we all decided to love our neighbor the way that Jesus tells us to do, if we all decided to love our neighbor so much that it reflects our love for God, can you just imagine what a wonderful world this would be? I've got to wrap this up really quickly because we've got new member stuff going on going on in just a minute. But just take a moment to imagine with me what it would look like if we all loved our neighbor and our neighbor is anyone. It doesn't matter if our neighbor looks like us. It doesn't matter if our neighbor believes like us. It doesn't matter if our neighbor lives like us. It doesn't matter who our neighbor is. Just imagine what this world would look like if we all chose to love our neighbor as ourselves. If we chose to put their well-being and their livelihood above our own. Just imagine what this world would look like. Can you do that for me for a second? Because I'm going to tell you, if we lived the way Jesus told us to live, if we loved our God with all of our being, if we genuinely loved our neighbor, all of our neighbors as ourselves, do you realize what an amazing world this would be? Like seriously, Jesus actually wants us to practice what we preach. He actually wants us to do what he tells us to do. And it is absolutely amazing. Now, I hope you guys can all think about times when you showed somebody love when you didn't really have to. I'm going to tell you a story, though, about sometime, about a time when somebody showed me love when I was their neighbor. Because it was a powerful thing. And it wasn't a big thing, yet it was big to me. This happened eight years ago. Eight years ago, I was traveling. And this was pre-COVID where you could be sick and still get on an airplane. <laughs> And so I was traveling, and and it was like eight years ago, and it was in the middle of winter, and I had a a sick baby Walter because daycare brought home some nice nasty cold germs for us that that winter. And so I had a baby Walter with me, and then I was sick because I think we both had nasty colds. And if you guys remember when I would get sick all the time when my kids were little, pre all this COVID stuff, and especially when they were in daycare, they'd bring home these nasty germs. What happens a lot of times when I get a bad cold? I also lose what? I lose my voice. It just happens, probably because I talk way too much, and way too fast, and way too loud. 
La-di-da-di-da. So anyways, I used these vocal cords just a little bit too much. So I was traveling, I was in, an, in we were in an airport, some airport, somewhere in the country. All of our travel plans got all messed up because the pension boards had me traveling in the middle of winter. And you know what happens in the Northeast in the middle of winter? Snowstorms. We get all sorts of snowstorms. So there I was, sick as a dog, with barely any voice left, with a sick six-month six-month-old strapped to my chest, and I was stuck in an airport. And you can't leave the airport because you know eventually my plane was going to leave. And so I was there, and I went walking around to to the little convenience store at the airport looking for cough drops. I really needed some cough drops. You know, I, I probably needed some real serious cough medicine, but at least I could settle for cough drops. And so I wanted some cough drops, so I'm looking around, not seeing any. I asked the, the lady behind the counter, and I was like, do you have any cough drops somewhere that I'm not seeing? It didn't sound like that. It was pretty pathetic. But, uh, you know, I said something like that, and she looked at me, and she was like, no. She's like, I don't, I don't know if you can get cough drops anywhere in the airport. And then she goes, but wait, <laughs> and like really excited. And I said, what? And she goes, I just bought cough drops the other day. I have cough drops, a whole thing of cough drops. I only took one, so it's only missing one. But, but otherwise, a whole package of cough drops in my purse. And she got all excited about this. I knew I liked this person, somebody who gets excited. And, and so I was like, oh, no, you know, I, I can't do that. You know, I couldn't take her cough drops. She goes, no, yes, you can. You can take these cough drops. Kind of reminds me of you, Sue. You get like that when you're like, no, yes, you can do this. And, and so she's like, you can take these. And so she, she goes, hold on. And she takes, goes underneath the counter, and she rummages through her purse. And then she takes out this package of cough drops, and she goes, here you go. And I said, OK, but at least I need to give you money. And she goes, oh, no. She goes, this, this is for you. You can't give me a single cent. And I was like, oh, my goodness, thank you. Those cough drops got me through that flight. And then the next one, because we ended up having like two days worth of traveling. Those cough drops got me through what could have been even more disastrous if I didn't have them. Because when I start to cough, I usually can't control myself. And all because of her mercy. Now, this is just a tiny little example of how we love our neighbor. Just an itty-bitty tiny example. It's not like Ruth, you know, risking her whole entire life to go spend her time with Naomi. But this is just a little tiny example of how we love our neighbor. And yet, imagine if we all did that. That happened to me eight years ago, and I still remember it. And you know what? It affects how I treat people when I can do something little because of her example. Imagine what this world would look like if somebody was in need and we found a way to provide for them. Imagine what this world would look like if we could find ways to love our neighbor in the smallest little ways that actually make a difference in their lives. Imagine if we can do something that makes us a little bit uncomfortable sometimes so that we can help to bless somebody. Just imagine what this world would look like. If we did that, I don't think there would be a hungry belly on this planet. If we did that, I don't think there would be anybody who was without a home. If we all learned to do this, do you imagine, could you imagine what this world would look like? It would look like the world of peace that we pray for every single time that we light this peace candle. It would look like the kingdom of God. And now I really got to wrap it up. We got the story of Ruth, who risks her whole entire life to love Naomi. We've got Jesus interacting with a scribe who tells us to love our Lord, to love our neighbor. 
Imagine if we put that all into practice. Imagine what this world would look like. The kingdom of God would exist here on earth. And that's all I've got for you today. Let's pray. Holy and loving God, we turn to you today asking that you pour your Holy Spirit upon us. Bless us with your love and bless us with your power as we worship you this morning. We ask that you bless us as we say the prayer that Jesus taught us, saying, Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our debts as we forgive our debtors. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For thine is the kingdom and the power and the glory forever. Amen. Let us continue worshiping with our morning offerings. Give thanks with a grateful heart. Give thanks to the Holy One. Give thanks because He's given Jesus Christ His Son. And now let the weak say, I am strong. Let the poor say, I am rich because of what the Lord has done for us. Give Let us pray together. Gracious God, may this act of giving transform our hearts and our minds. May you bless these gifts and use them to do your will. Through Christ we pray. Amen. All right, and you may all be seated except for all of our new members who are joining the church today. You can come forward at this time. And you're going to notice I have my phone on me. All of our new members can come line up right in front here. 
I have my phone on me because we're also Zooming a couple new members. Will you hit the next slide so we can see our new members' faces? We have via Zoom. We also have two families that are, of course, all one family. We have the Lindstrom and the Deschamps family, and these families are joining with us virtually. They're unable to be here in person at this moment, and yet they are joining with us. And look at this amazing crew. What a blessing, including our crew. See, we got, don't worry, we got you guys too. You're here. <laughs> and so now is the time for our service of new members. <laughs> He'll get included next time. Yeah. We're running late as I welcome to you later. No. <laughs> Friends in Christ, we are all received into this church through the sacrament of baptism. Today, we gladly reaffirm the baptism of these faithful children of yours as they join us family of faith. You are no longer strangers and sojourners, but you are equally citizens with the saints and the members of the household of God built upon the foundation of the apostles and the prophets, Jesus Christ alone being the cornerstone in whom the whole structure is joined together for a dwelling place of the Spirit of God. Do you renounce the powers of evil and desire the freedom of new life in Christ? I do. Do you profess Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior? I do. Do you promise by the grace of God to be Christ's disciple, to follow in the way of our Savior, to resist oppression and evil, to show love and justice, and to witness to the work in the word of Jesus Christ as best as you are able? By your baptism, you were made one in the body of Christ. And today we rejoice in your pilgrimage of faith, which has brought you to this time and to this place. We give thanks for every community of faith that has been your spiritual home, and we celebrate your presence in this household of faith.
So let's, I'm trying to, maybe try to put a hand on someone near you. All right, let us pray. Eternal God, we praise you for calling us to be your servant people and for gathering us into the body of Christ. We thank you for sending to us these believers that we may work together in serving the needs of others. Confirm in us the power of your covenant that we may live in your spirit share regularly in worship, and so love each other that we may have among us the same mind which was in Christ Jesus, to whom be all honor and glory forever and ever. And together we say, Amen. Amen. Welcome our new members, and we will join with them in the fellowship hall. Welcome.
now go forth with the blessing of God. Go forth with the love of Christ. But before you go anywhere, go into the fellowship hall and help us to welcome our new members. Go and be blessed.